Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. We are delighted again to be in the studio, and today we've gone all the way to Texas. And we uh, <laughs> flew up a dear friend. Well, we didn't fly her up. Some airline flew her up, and uh, she paid for a ticket. And she's here with us, and her name is D. Mahan. Now, I was going to throw a Texan accent in there, but uh, I'm from Jersey, so I'm going <laughs> to stay away from that. And for those of you who don't know, she is the dear mother of our very own Misty Quinn. We're glad to have both of them in the studio with us, and we've been exploring this idea or this theme uh, of of cultural music, and uh, we like to tease Texans and say Texas is his own country. Well, we are. (laughs) Well, we're going Southern Gospel today, so you don't want to miss this next hour. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. TSC Music is now accepting applications for our adult praise choir. The APC is determined to encourage everyone who will hear that God is forever worthy of our trust and our worship, both in life and in song. The APC ministers weekly during our Sunday 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. services, Tuesday at 7 p.m., and rehearses on Thursday evenings. For more information, go to tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved. When you're up against a struggle That shatters all your dreams And your hopes have been cruelly crushed By Satan's manifested scheme And you feel the urge within you To submit to earthly fears Don't let the faith you're standing in Seem to disappear himself we're children of the king so lift up the mighty shield of faith for the battle must be won we know that jesus christ is risen so the work's already a little southern gospel it's not necessarily texas but that's the sound in texas am i right oh yes it is all right d it's so good to have you thank you you were here with us in new york before but not on the podcast oh that was an amazing day that was probably one of the best mother's day i have ever had it was in my great. entire life it was, it was so cool. an imperial song exactly yeah i remember that uh Praise the Lord. and yeah yeah he 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 chooses those who What's the title? What's the lyrics praise the to Lord. that song? He works through those works who praise through those him. who will praise him. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Uh, and if you guys haven't seen that, you need to go to our YouTube uh, site and you can see Misty and her mom minister a few Mother's Days ago. Mother Days ago. I don't know how to say that, but Mother's <laughs> Days ago. <laughs> and you will see this dynamic duo. And it is dynamic because it's mother and daughter. And that's always special whenever you can get mom and daughter together or father and son together and worship God together. So it's great having you. 
Thank you. You've got a bass in your hand. We, we're going to have a really <laughs> fun time. <laughs> so we, we know a lot about Misty. Misty has served with us here for years. She is on staff here, one of our uh, choir administrators and one of our worship leaders. But Misty comes from good stock. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we want to talk a little bit about Dee. Tell us about Dee and this whole musical gift God has given you and your family. Where you from? How'd you get into this thing? How do you? How did? Why bass out of all my instruments? <laughs> well, um, I I do. I come from a very musical family, and it actually goes back uh, um, several generations. My uh, uh, some great grandparents were actually um, musicians. They played uh, very acoustical, and around in the Texas Hill Country, they played fiddle and guitar and mandolin and those types of instruments. And and my grandmother, my mother's mom, um, she played guitar, and uh, she had a whole bunch of children, and living out in the hill country in Texas in a little town called Bernie, she had taught my mother how to play guitar, and then taught um, also one of her brothers how to play guitar, and he learned how to play fiddle, and so my mother learned how to play when she was around 10 years old. Mm-hmm. She started playing, and they just play around the house, uh-huh. and uh, and her older brother, Jet, was also one the other one who played fiddle and guitar and so forth, but uh, they... Um, uh, as they got a little bit older, then uh, my Uncle Jet met, who eventually became my father, okay? Okay. Uh, Jody Freimeyer. And uh, Jody, my dad, played bass, only he played the big upright bass. And uh-huh. he had a little band around Bernie. He wasn't from that area, but he'd moved there. Uh, he was in civil service and uh, working at one of the, the bases outside of Bernie, Texas. And he had this country western band. And so he had, uh, he had met my Uncle Jet, you know, the music. Musicians, we all kind of gravitate uh-huh. to each other. You uh-huh. know how that goes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, my mom, my dad actually got invited over to my mom's house when she was all of about uh, 12 years old and wow. when they first met. And, of course, and he was um, 20 at the time, but uh-huh. she was just this little girl. Well, long story short is eventually when she got to be almost 18 years old, and this is back in 1955, of course, <laughs> you know, they got married. So wow. even before my parents were married, they had a country western band together playing it you know very much a family oriented type places you know the fairgrounds in Kendall County Texas and those types of places where you know grandma grandpa babies everybody comes you know yeah, it's it's yeah. a family event you know those types of places and so i just loved playing music and mm-hmm. it was all old style country western swing you know some of that kind of stuff so i came along my mom says about 9 months and 20 minutes later and then uh, <laughs> and uh, and you know so i grew up that every friday and saturday night of my life, my parents were in a country dance hall somewhere, you know, playing music. And so that that's how they made part of their living was doing that. Wow. And then when I got to be um, um, about six or seven years old, I'm telling my dad, I want to play. I want to play because that's what they did. Right. <laughs> and uh, but I was little. And I mean, I was little and that I was only six or seven years old, but I was also very small for my age. <laughs> and by the time I got to be eight, I was really only about the size of a four or five year old at that time. But my dad had a very he had gotten an electric base by that time. And so he got a real he had a real thin neck. Uh, electric bass and he told me as soon as I could get my hands around the neck that he would teach me to play because they didn't have any guitars that were that thin but mm-hmm. the bass was that thin so as one day I told him I said look I can do it and so <laughs> he taught me how to play wow. when I was eight years old and and within a couple of months I, I, I remember it my my first time that on stage playing and singing was I sang San Antonio Rose and played the bass <laughs> at the same time you know because it's just what you did you know because everybody was doing it so i was supposed to do it too and so and so you can see now why misty doesn't have a you know a a bashful bone in her body (laughs) you know it just kind of forced at a young age (laughs) but uh, the the roots of all of this from my grandparents though from my grandmother and her parents were very much that they were playing uh, very much country gospel music, mm-hmm. you know, of the time. Right. Uh, it would be considered contemporary in that day, right, right. you know. But uh, so my grandmother, my mom's mom, and we called her Gami, was a, a very godly woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
my goodness, she loved Jesus. Oh, my goodness. It's just, and uh, I actually didn't get saved until I was 19 years old. Uh-huh. But I had this, this, these roots of a, a very godly woman, my grandmother, who told me Bible stories. I mean, without reading much of the any of the bible myself i could have told you all the stories of jesus and paul and abraham and noah and you know adam and eve and all i could tell you all the stories because uh, grandma had told me but there was also this under you know how powerful music is there were these songs that were sung in in addition to the country songs of the day that my parents did but there are also these 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 country gospel songs these hymns Mm-hmm. Out of out of the the hymnals, right. you know that they just put a country twang to it, whether it was supposed to have one or not. <laughs> and that's it's just what like you a New did. York yeah. twang to it. You know? Same concept, you know, just translates yeah. r- real easy. And so, and of course, years later, after I I accept Jesus as my Savior and grow in the Lord, I I I can think back and I can recall having sung and heard. And and been a part of this music that had much power to it because so much of it is God's word, sure, sure. and in in His heart, in His mind, and so even though I didn't really growing up, I actually thought I was a Christian. I didn't really know I wasn't saved, mm-hmm. you know, because it was kind of cultural to right. some degree. Right. And but my grandmother was absolutely saved. Okay, <laughs> but but somehow I missed actually making that profession until I got to be about nineteen. But when I realized that I needed to, that that I hadn't done something, you know, that 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 I wasn't saved. The the words that I was hearing, and I actually was reading the late great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey when I got saved, mm. and but when I read that, it was all ringing true because of the words of my grandmother and the songs that she had instilled in my mother, and then in turn my mother to me, right. and of course my father as well, showing me, you know, this is Jesus, this is God. Mm. Music is so wow, amazingly so, powerful. So you're a third generation. Your, your grandmother, your mother, and now you, uh, just remembering the songs that your grandmother taught your mom and, and you, and you watched them play, you watched them sing, and then you read this book, and then all of these songs are just kind of coming back, because the, the mm-hmm. messages are still the same, the message yes. is there, it's written in this book, and it's, it's laced in line throughout these songs. Yes. And so, and I love what you said. You said you didn't even know you weren't a Christian. No, I didn't. I didn't. If <laughs> somebody asked me if I, had a Chris, if I was a Christian, I said, well, yes. I yeah. mean, I knew the Easter story. I, I knew the Christmas story. Jesus was born of a virgin. He, he died on the cross for the sins of the world. You right. know, it, did I believe all of those things? Yes, I absolutely did. <laughs> but Satan believes and knows those things, sure, too. Sure. Um, knowing something to be fact and having it be something you accept that you reach out and put pick up right you know and and take on yourself those are two different concepts and that's a concept i didn't know i needed to do so i don't know how i managed to miss that all those years (laughs) but i did but when i finally got that by reading that book uh life changed i mean before that point in time if you know i if i would think about dying you know, like as a teenager, and when it would make me, I would be very upset. Now I never told anybody, and I would have to turn on the TV or a radio or do something to make myself not think about it because I, it's like, well, where am I going? There's like a cloud or this, or you know, I mean, it's, it frightened me a mm. lot. And but when I read that book and I read about the rapture and I read about all the truths of the Bible, and it kind of pulled it all together, and it made it real. And then the, the, the chapter right after the rapture in that book is where there's actually a little prayer in there about how to be saved. Mm. I could not spit those words out fast enough. And wow. I was in my apartment all by myself alone when that happened, you know. And But that's when I got saved. I mean, and after the, there was an instant change in me, instant in my heart, in my mind, and I was no longer afraid. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So. You you can grow up in the church and never have the church in you. I had well, the same same experience, you know. Um, I, I, I didn't go to church all that much. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, my parents, well, you know, they were out till 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, because they were playing gigs, Why? you know, till uh-huh. 1 o'clock, you know. So, But I did go every once in a while, but I but I knew the stories. Uh-huh. I knew the words. But that's but grandma, though. That's, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. So if, whether you're inside the church or outside the church, right. you can know, you can have head knowledge in this area 
but if you don't have it in your heart and you haven't reached out and said, yes, Jesus, I want you as yeah. my Savior, you're not there. Yeah. It's all logos mm-hmm. and, yeah. until it becomes rhema. Exactly. You know? That's yeah, a rhema in your heart. Perfect. Yes. You, you, uh, wow, that's, that's incredible. I, I found out something earlier. We were just kind of talking before we actually started uh, conversing. conversing. Uh, you were married uh, uh, July 15th, 2005. <laughs> yes. And so was I. <laughs> no, isn't that same cool? day. I know. The same year. Yes. And Misty was in the choir, and I'm and I'm trying to remember why she wasn't at my wedding. But <laughs> All right. She was that at was yours. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And we just found this out just now. Did. Misty didn't even know that. I know. Seriously, we're going to have to do something one of these days. All four of us. Maybe a cruise or a yeah. I like yeah, the cruise serious. idea. We did that on our honeymoon, by the way. Are you serious? You went on a cruise. We went on a cruise on our honeymoon. Tell me what cruise line you are. Okay, we went out of New Orleans. Okay. We went on Carnival. We weren't on the same boat. No. <laughs> <laughs> because then that we would have had funny. to do something yeah, like yeah, tomorrow, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's We're going to so take a break. Come right back. You said so much in that little bit right there. I know it's got some of our listeners thinking about where they are in their walk with the Lord and where they are. Uh, we'll be right back. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God, God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your God answer. is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. I want to speak today to those who are afraid. The uncertainty of our times has caused a trembling to come into your heart. You're not sure of tomorrow. You're not sure of your own security. You're worried about your family. You're worried about your future and your job. If that's the case, you're in good company. There was a man in the Old Testament. His name was Daniel. And he was concerned about the time he was living in. He began to talk to God, and very shortly a message came to him, and God revealed to him that he was a man that was greatly beloved. And one of the very first things that God speaks to your heart when you begin to pray is how much he really loves you. And then he said to Daniel, don't be afraid. From the first day you set your heart to understand I've come to you, and I've come to you with an answer to all of your questions. Don't be afraid. God is with you. It is time again to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. And we're back, and we are in the studio with Dee, Miss Dee, Mama Dee, Mama (laughs) of Misty, all the way from Texas. And we're going to get into this Texan theme, this this culture of Texas, or Southern gospel, if you want to call it, uh, which is what is uh, popularly popularly known as uh, Southern gospel. Tell me, you know, you, you talked about your past when you know, when you came up, and Grandma kind of instilled some things in you. You've been doing music all your life. You, you, yes. You're a third generation. We've got a fourth generation in the room, mm-hmm. and Misty does bring the Southern element. Uh, I <laughs> thought I did before Misty got here, but Misty, and I'm not from the South at all, but Misty goes like really deep when she does songs <laughs> like, you know, uh, what was that song we did the other night? Uh, I saw the light. I saw the light, you know, and oh, <laughs> I tried to song. do it. <laughs> great song, and I'm used to hearing it and playing it a certain way because I'm from Jersey and I've been serving in New York all these years. Uh, and then when Misty did it Sunday night, I'm telling you, it was like we were in another world yes, because the whole band, as accomplished as these musicians are, we were all sitting there like, "All right, do we <laughs> do we play it simple?" Or do we play it like we normally play it? Because, you know, we'll add, you know, nines and all these other chords in there just to kind of give it that New York flair. And Misty's like, no. I know in her mind, she's like, keep it simple. It's simple. It's four chords. Actually, it's three. It's three chords, see? And we added a fourth one. And a fifth one. That's it. At least. Granted, I did throw throw it on you guys at the last minute. But it's good for us. It's so, because the truth of the matter is, Pastor Carter and I had this conversation a few years ago, uh, is that, uh, you know, he's been desiring to get to know 
this congregation a little better. And I said to him once, I said, I said, in order to do that, you got to know where these people come from. We've got over a hundred nationalities mm. and you got to know where they come from. They don't all come from New York. They don't all come from across the bridge or through the tunnel. They're from Texas, the country of Texas. <laughs> you know, they're from Russia. They're from Japan. They're from Korea. They're from oh. all over the world. And to get to know this cult, you know, where these people come from, we gotta really get into their cultures. And, and I, and I hate to keep saying Texas is a country, but, but it is so not New York City. Oh, it is not. It is so not Canada, you know, it is so not Jersey, it's Texas. There, there, there is a thing about Texas that's, that's, that's fairly unique. Um, and, and people that come from other states that, haven't actually been to Texas before, they'll hear about what I'm about to tell you, but until they come and actually experience it, then mm-hmm. they're like, seriously? <laughs> oh my gosh. Because in Texas, it's very much, much state pride. Okay. <laughs> we are Americans. Make no bones Absolutely. about it. Yeah. I mean, when 9 11 occurred and they were picking on people in New York City, Texas was ready to get the army together and <laughs> seriously because you're messing with our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Okay. But, oh, so we are Americans, but make no bones about it. We're Texans first. <laughs> so, and that's just a deal. And it's not arrogant. It's just, it's kind of like how some people feel about like maybe their college home team right, or something, right. you know, or something. just kind of but, feel like that. Too. Yeah, that's the well, only other go. place I found in the U.S. that has that kind of kind pride. of city pride. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's it's very it's very strong. I mean, you see the shape of Texas everywhere. You everywhere. see the Lone Star State <laughs> everywhere. Texas is the only uh, state in the nation where you can actually fly the the flag at the same height as the American flag. They mm. must have rolled it into and the And you don't have to, you know, because most states, they fly, you know, a little bit lower than the American flag. But but when Texas joined the Union as voluntarily, it was a nation first. Mm-hmm. And so because in, in honor of that, that is that was uh, an honor given to right. Texas to allow to do that. So there is just very, very much of that. It's so, just one of the reasons you can still carry a gun in Texas yeah. Oh, yeah. and not be uh, in law yes. enforcement. You know? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Did I just we say that? We have Texas history. You that. said it on the, online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Texas history in school. Do y'all have New York history? No. See, there you no. go. <laughs> but there's the something class. that's stri- that is significantly different about Texas and New York. And that is, and, and in most southern states, but particularly in Texas, that Texas, like, and you alluded to it in, in, to it in your uh, statements earlier, it is very much family. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. Yes. Unlike much of New York City or the metropolitan area where you get it's somewhat polarized. I mean, you've got your, you know, everybody's doing their own thing, yeah. you know. But in Texas, family is is... And it's important to New Yorkers, but it is vital, it seems, to Texans. Am, am I right? I mean, it because is, it is now. Some of the larger cities are getting a little more like Houston and Dallas area. Mm-hmm. When you get into the very large metropolitan areas, right. it's much like any other metropolitan area in in some respects because. There's a lot of people there that are not Texans. Right, right. <laughs> when you get into the, I mean, there's 250 counties in Texas. I mean, you go from San Antonio to El Paso, and once you get in El Paso, you've gone about a thousand miles, and you're halfway to California. Yeah. So it's a very large state. So the majority of Texas is made up of a whole bunch of little towns. Small towns. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and so that that family concept, yeah. that mm-hmm. small town feel, that is the majority, the vast, overwhelming majority of Texas, right. and that just per permeates the entire uh, population. Um, uh, there's a, a, a short story. I, I don't even know that I told Misty. Uh, in my husband's family, um, uh, the Mayhans, they have a, a family reunion every year, year in a little a town out in uh, uh, a little bit northwest of San Antonio. And they're made up of a whole bunch of rough and tough old-time cowboys. Mm. Okay, I mean, they're ranchers. You know, they do a little bit of farming. If you can find a place, a spot to do it where, you know, the cows aren't there. You know, <laughs> seriously. I yeah. mean, that's what they do. Wow. And so they're real tough. Now, they're very, uh, they're very much Christians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you sit around and play dominoes with them and talk to them, sometimes they're a little rough around the edges. <laughs> and then my eyebrows go up a little bit. And I go, gentlemen. And they go, <clears throat> I'm sorry, ma'am. You know? <laughs> and then we go on. But uh, one of the family reunions, uh, we brought the instruments. My husband plays drums, and uh, and I play bass, and a couple of the other of his cousins play guitar. 
And uh, well, after Saturday, we had the reunion, and on Sunday morning, we decided, you know, folks are from all over the place. So you know what? Uh, we're going to have a little little church here at, at uh, the family reunion. And so these rough and tough cowboys are sitting around there. And so we pull out the, you know, the instruments, and we start to play Have Thine Own Way. Mm. And uh, a couple of the old hymns, just Amazing Grace, right. you know, with the way you would you know, one, four, and five on, uh-huh. you know, country chords. These old cowboys with their cowboy hats and their boots and their, you know, kind of tough tears mm-hmm. just coming down their face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they're in their 70s and 80s, some of them. And the thing is, is that music, God made music so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. And it can be powerful for good and it can be powerful for bad. But instilled in them, the, I'm I'm told I didn't know this lady, but I'm told that Grandma Mahan was a godly woman, mm-hmm. and that you know you came to visit her, you'd go in church on Sunday morning, you know, and that's how she raised all her boys and her grandkids who came, and so even then, even then, you know, the rough and tough yeah. these these hymns that they've been hearing since they were little boys, yeah. and they grew up. That's a part of them. It, it touches their heart. It reaches into them at the deepest level. Yeah. And I believe that that's what God made music for, was to bring us to him. Yeah. I think music can go places sermons can go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Take us to a break. Play something. We're going to take another break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more, a lot more, <laughs> about this music. There are love. close this earthly story will you join them in their bliss will the circle be unbroken by and by lord by and by in a better home awaiting in the sky The Times Square Church Youth Praise Choir is now accepting applications. The YPC's passion for Jesus is contagious. Up for anything and everything, the Praise Choir is eager to show others the love of God. And singing is only the beginning. If you're between the ages of 14 and 30 and would like to be a part of the YPC, go to tscnyc.org and click Get Involved to apply. This summer, share the gospel in one of the greatest mission fields in the world by participating in a one-day mission trip right here in New York City. Everyone is invited. Families with kids, seniors, young adults, choir members, singles, couples, and everyone in between. You will feed the poor with the Raven ministry, share the love of God through 101 evangelism, and have the opportunity to share your testimony. The one-day mission trips will take place on Saturdays, June 30th, July 28th, and August 25th. For more information and to register, visit tscnyc.org. Faithful is the title of a new book from the personal writings of Pastor David Wilkerson. This volume offers 365 deeply insightful, deeply inspiring reflections that reveal the loving heart of the Father. Each day in this year-long devotional journey, you can experience what Brother Dave knew intimately and preached passionately, that God is faithful and He takes great delight in you. To purchase a copy in limited edition hardcover, visit tscnyc.org. Jesus 
stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Some glad morning when this life is on. Throw my my text in accent in a couple of those lines. We do that song usually. We do like it's a ten minute song. We do all the verses of every song, you know, and then you have to have a lead break in there if you got somebody playing lead, you know. And you got to have somebody playing the the steel guitar, steel guitar, yeah. My grandma used to say, "Let's sing the medley." I thought, "Oh, there's ten minutes gone." That was special. So, uh, so the medley is something you guys have done as a family for a long time. Is that right? Yes. Oh, yeah. um, I, I don't even really know how exactly it happened. It's just that the, all the, those three songs all have the same same theme, the yeah. same theme, and also the same. Uh, tempo right. and and we can sing it all in the same key and so at some point I'm sure my mother just kind of flowed them all together and it's a ten minute song you know when you do all of the, oh, verses, yeah. all the to verses all of them and then you got to have a lead break if you got a lead player right. in there somewhere so it's uh, we love doing it I mean we've done it at country dance halls we've done it at Christian music festivals we've done it all kinds of places and the really house. fun part is you know some it'd be my mom singing. Mm-hmm. And my mom plays guitar, of course, I told you earlier. My dad plays bass. And then um, and then I would sing, and Misty would sing. And then my other daughter, Whisper, uh-huh. uh, who's just younger than Misty by a couple of years, she sings beautifully as well. Wow. And so, That's you know, how we learn three-part harmony. Yeah. That's how we learn sing uh-huh. hear harmony as a kid. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we, we all had to do it. We'd just point to whoever is going to sing the next verse, and then they would sing it, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of interchange it. So yeah. it's really a fun song. <laughs> <laughs> and very much a family bonding thing. I think Misty thought I tortured her sometimes. Oh, I did think that sometimes. Oh, it paid off. But no <laughs> modulations, you know, oh, no, no key fancy. changes, no fancy <laughs> hand signals to the band. You just kind of stayed in D, did your thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. Those and and it's like, chords. we go like this, okay, my turn, you know, and whatever. And then we all knew who would sing whichever parts, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. So. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know, I often say, sometimes teasingly, but I really... I'm I'm starting to believe it more and more. You know, because we don't have any recordings of what music sounded like in heaven, I think everybody's going to be surprised when they get to heaven and the angels are just going, you know, I saw... I think we're all going to be shocked to see to find that none of what we're doing is being it's being sung in heaven. You know? <laughs> but on but on that note, um, you you know I I when I was a kid I used to listen to a lot of music. I mean when I realized that I was going to be doing music and I had no intention of doing it for the rest of my life, but. I am. (laughs) Thank God. Um, But I used to listen to a lot of music. And when I tell people that I used to listen to country western, people laugh. They don't believe it. But I got an older brother. I've got, you know, in fact, all of my siblings will tell you that I would listen to uh, the Oak Ridge Boys were like my favorite country western group. Alabama, I used to listen to them a lot. Uh, and I don't know what it was about Dolly Parton. I just. I just love. I used to just listen to so much of that southern stuff and uh, and found myself doing a lot of the southern runs you know, that, you know a lot of people don't realize that, that you know with the exception of a few notes that's a real country lick <laughs> <You're right. laughs> 
but I used to listen to a lot of it. And I was, um, you know, the song that I remember the most about, and it wasn't the Oak Ridge Boys. I think it was... Um, the Gatling, Gatling, Gatling Brothers. Oh, Larry Gatling. Uh, oh, he was uh, one of my favorites. The California favorites. song. Remember that one? If you dream it, all the gold comes about California. Yeah, that was. I used to play that song at, like before church. I would just play it because I just loved. <laughs> I just hit the piano, at the organ, and just play it. And I didn't. Wow. I never even knew the lyrics until. Last night, I actually looked it up because I said, you know, I used to sing this one line. If you're dreaming of California, it don't matter at all. Something, something, something. It don't matter where you've been before. California is the only game or something. Brand new game, a whole new game or something. Yeah. But I was so remember it, and I that that just got me hooked. And I used to listen to the Oak Ridge Boys and Alabama and and the Gatlins. Um, when you when you think about where Christian music is today, because even in Southern gospel, it has changed tremendously from what it was. I don't know twenty fifteen years ago in Southern gospel. What what what's your take on where Southern gospel has has gone today? It's not what it used to be. Well, you know, it's interesting. You've called it Southern Gospel, and and I believe that there there is there is a blur mm-hmm. here to some degree. But there's Southern Gospel has a sound uh, very much like uh, like the Oak Ridge Boys. And right. like, now the Oak Ridge Boys actually kind of bridges this gap. Yeah, I think between do. what's traditionally called Southern Gospel and what some people would refer to as country Christian. Right. Okay, because. Um, and I don't even really know exactly. And I think maybe it's the four-part harmony uh-huh. <laughs> right, <laughs> that right. distinguishes yeah, them yeah. predominantly because right. there's a lot of quartets, you Absolutely. know, in Southern gospel. And in and in country Christian, it's really more solos and maybe duets and that and kind a lot of thing. Of you might have a little bit of uh, trios, and but there's a lot of steel guitar in country yeah. and a lot of fiddle. And in Southern gospel, not so much. It's more piano, right, right. Uh, more of a piano feel, and it's more about the vocals and mm-hmm. and that that harmony harmonizing there and so um i i do think that they've all grown and transitioned you know to some degree and and i i probably don't have a good answer to your question in in terms of of where it's gone but i do know that both of them i love them both mm-hmm. uh but they are very different well it's good that you 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 clarify that because again i, I think there is a blur that the line has been sort of melded together and that southern gospel is often uh considered uh, a country Christian, and they are very different. They, they are really different. Are. They're different think instrumentally, of, but they're also different vocally. Right. Yeah. I mean, think of, for instance, for some folks people would know, for instance, you know, like the Oak Ridge Boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, they do have a little bit of country feel to some of their right. songs, but like what you hear in the Gaithers, you know, or the Martins and, mm-hmm. and those types of folks, those are, that's really very Southern gospel. Right. But then think of someone like Randy Travis. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has some amazing country yeah. Christian albums and things like that. And if you think of those two styles, and you really think of them now people who don't really like that style of music will say it's all the same and they don't like any of them <laughs> but, but for those of us who do like it there there is a definite difference yeah, yeah. the thing that i really love about the countryside of it is many times it's very very deep heartfelt and it usually tells a story lots mm-hmm. of southern gospel is talks about going to heaven a right, lot i'm there i'm i'm loving it yeah, you know so it's, train, yeah. it's 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 interesting how they kind of have their themes mm-hmm. it's very thematic in 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 the two different areas uh i'm kind of partial to the country christian part of it because that kind of goes along with what I grew up right. uh, playing and singing, you know, um, my parents did songs that were, you know, um, uh, George Jones and Kitty Wells and and Patsy Cline and uh-huh. all, you know, the old uh, that that the 60s era of country music. But, you know, many of those people mm-hmm. also had Christian albums. Mm-hmm. Elvis. At the same time, Elvis, Elvis yes, Johnny putting Cash. out John. Oh yes, definitely Johnny. Cash. <laughs> putting out albums in addition to doing their country music, their roots. You know the Carters. You know oh, yeah. uh, their roots were very much in in uh, Christianity. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a family deal. People have had a very difficult time reconciling the fact that Elvis Presley, the hard rock 
well, I don't even know if you call it rock. Then what do you call it? Was rock, and roll, it was rock and roll. It was just rock and roll. And the fact that he had a very successful Christian yes. hymn album, oh, yeah. as well yeah. as Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. People had a hard time and still have a hard time reconciling that. What's your take on that? I mean, here's this guy who has known, you know, he's he's been deemed the, the, the king of rock and roll. Even in the grave, people still see him, uh, you know, walking around in Texas somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you reconcile? What, what's your take on that? Well, they, I believe those men very much were saved. Mm. They're also people. And um, I think personally, and, and I think Johnny Cash did this toward the end of his life, mm-hmm. okay, because he lived to be an older gentleman. Right. And unfortunately, Elvis Presley did not. Um, I do believe that they loved Jesus and that they had made Jesus their Savior. And I do believe Johnny Cash eventually made Jesus his Lord as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of probably maybe where Elvis Presley didn't quite get to that point because it's overcoming self and setting aside things of ourselves mm-hmm. that that allow us to make Jesus our Lord. And when we do that and we're obedient in that area, we're, it's easier to make the proper choices in our life. And unfortunately, we know that Elvis Presley had you know difficulty with with drugs and with alcohol and those types of things. And so it was very, he he did, wasn't able to overcome that before he, you know he went to heaven. Right. So the for people to realize that 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 people are people. I, I have a a, a a really cool plaque uh, at home that I just love, that I bought probably when Misty was a little girl. And it says, Christians aren't perfect, just forgive Forgiven. me. And, oh, my goodness, by the grace of God. And, you know, and I could say, by the grace of God, there go I right. in so, so many areas. Um, Jesus needs to be our example in who we look to. And we do want to be a witness to the world because the world doesn't know how to make that distinction many times. Um, I, I would encourage those of us who are in the body of Christ though, that when we look at brothers and sisters who have not, um, gotten the victory mm-hmm. in certain areas to realize that, but for the grace of God, go I, right. and it doesn't make them not saved because they're not making right choices. Mm-hmm. They're just not making right choices. Not making right choices. Yeah. And so I think in some of those areas where you've got, there are some folks who can be a very strong Christian and also have a, have a, uh, um, a, a career that is in secular music or as actors and actresses in, in, in those worlds. I think it's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have big armor on. And you have to have really, by big armor, you know, the sword of the spirit Absolutely. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You have to have big armor on to be able to live in that world and not be overcome by it and not become part of that world. Right. But I do believe that, that it, there are people like Dean Jones is an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, he is in the secular world as an actor, but he is a strong Christian. And he's been able to keep that Christianity very strong for a very long time. But there aren't a whole lot of people who can do that. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's an individual calling it is and 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 it's also important for christians who have who have professions in that secular world to surround themselves with the right kind of people because that industry just because it's a christian industry in some cases doesn't mean it's run by christian people and we're finding that out more and more by in the music christian music industry in general uh because at the end of the day it is about a dollar you know and so if the heart isn't right and the motives aren't right you know, and, and I understand, you know, you, you as an artist, you, you love to make music, you love to create music, you want the world to hear it, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the moment that supersedes, that's why we say around here that if the messenger ever gets in front of the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. And so yes. it, it behooves every uh, Christian artist, seasoned, unseasoned, young and old, to uh, make, you know, to make good choices. But then they, they also have to surround themselves with strong strong believers accountability is huge you gotta have it Uh, every you know i said this yesterday and and, and to somebody we were discussing a similar topic you know that every preacher has to have a preacher you know Mm -hmm. or every pastor has to have a pastor and every leader has to have a leader you know we've all got to be under somebody 
uh, regardless of what level of, uh, of, of position we, we have in, in, in our lives today. Um, because otherwise, enemy, he comes and he pick, he's picking people off so quickly mm. and so subtly. He's so subtle. Mm. And he's relentless in his approach, you know. So he, he may not get you here with the drugs or alcohol, but he'll get you with your love of money or he'll get you with your uh, pornography or he'll get you with your lying or he'll get you with something else. But he's so subtle, you know. And in the music industry, I think it's very much, it can be a very prideful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, um, when you sing and you play, it needs to be, it needs to be okay if you do, and it needs to be okay if you don't. Right. Now, it doesn't mean you're not disappointed if it doesn't happen. Sure. Okay? Because God put the love of music inside of our hearts, people who play and sing and so forth. And he put that there. And and he wants us to have the desires of our heart. But it needs to be about him. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be where our lives are not going to fall apart I, I'm not going to lose who I am in Jesus. Right. I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to have self-esteem. I'm, you know, I am still who I am in Jesus, whether I sing and play or whether I don't. Right. Right. And that was really a hard place to come to for me mm-hmm. because I grew up being, you know, this cute little eight-year-old thing who looked was looked like she was about four. When I was seventeen, I looked like I was twelve, mm-hmm. literally. So, you know, by the time I'm nineteen, I've been in my little world you know, put up on stage and I played in kids bands and all girl bands and, you know, all kinds of bands in addition to my parents' band. And so I really enjoyed that and loved that. And when I got saved, that was, you know, a hard thing to reconcile in my heart. And it took actually many years Mm -hmm. to get to the point to where if I sang in church and I sang for Jesus, it was great. But if I didn't, I was still okay. You were fine with that. I was okay. Yeah. Now, it didn't mean it didn't. I wasn't disappointed. I was like, uh, but okay, we're good. And it has to be that way because if you don't, and this transcends music, mm-hmm. it can be, it can be if somebody plays sports, it can be an art, it can be in any aspect of people's lives. It, it needs to be not be about me. You can enjoy it and you can love it, but it can't be about me. It has to be for the glory of God. And people in, are going to say, oh, he sounds so nice or that's so pretty or, you know, that really touched me. And it's like the inside we need to receive that because they're being very genuine and very loving. But we need to turn it to him. Right. It's all about how we process it. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm in the room with like. Dolly Parton or Linda Ronstadt or somebody, you know, it's just like listening to you. I just close my eyes and it's just like, you know, this wealth of country wisdom. (laughs) But I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Let's let's do another song before. Let's do another song. Just a closer walk with thee Granted Jesus is my plea Daily walking close to thee Let it be Let it be, and dear Lord, let it be. 
This was fun. This was a lot of fun. You dropped a lot of nuggets here for for us. And I think for a lot of our listeners, and I don't know how many of them are actually uh, appreciators of uh, of country Christian or Southern gospel. We got to we got to give it one of those titles. But I think (laughs) I think what it's going to allow us to do now that you've clarified the difference both musically and uh, lyrically. Uh, it's going to help a lot of people. It's already helping me because I I would always refer to it as Southern Gospel, but I know the musical difference between Southern Gospel and country Christian. Mm-hmm. I, I really mm-hmm. do, uh, and so I'm glad you kind of help unmesh, if you will, the the line there. Sure. You uh, know, I found I've been quite surprised. I've run into many New Yorkers since mm-hmm. Misty has lived up here. <laughs> they'll say, "Oh, you're from Texas," and they'll say. I love country music, and I'm looking at this guy that looks like, yeah, he says use guys and things like this, you know? And I'm going, really? Okay, cool. You know, so I suspect that there may be quite a number in your congregation that enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do something real Southern one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, real country and uh, yeah. well, Missy, Missy can definitely help with that. Oh, yeah, no question about it. No question about it. Dee, thanks for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we appreciate you coming up. I know you guys are going to go on a little vacation and yeah. uh, yes, go up you. a little more north. You will not be in the country. I think you'll be like by a beach or something. Right? We'll, right. we'll be in southern Connecticut. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, and you have beaches in Texas too. You know. They do, oh, but uh, th- that is one thing that Connecticut does have over Texas. The Texas beaches are just okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Connecticut beach is actually very, very beautiful. You I hear in Texas the sand there. doesn't move under your feet; it just kind of sits there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that great. I'm There's afraid. A lot of tar. Okay, but, <laughs> but everything else in Texas we think is like. The best, yeah. you know, <laughs> and big. It is very big. Yeah. Thanks again. Take joy, my king, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online, because music with a mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet, and don't forget to use the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org, or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Be sure to check back in next week for another edition of Music with a Mission. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission. 